0: Welcome to another episode of Coconut Oil, Stardust, and Dope Vibes. I am your resident fairy godmother, Tamara Angela. Today's episode brings us into 2022, the calendar new year. We're going to be going over some of the alignments for the first quarter. Starting 2021... I began breaking down the year in terms of the quarter versus coming on and recording monthly. I don't know. I just found it to be, number one, easier for time management. Um, But number two, I think that it's better to ingest the year in terms of a quarter instead of having to come back and break down every single month because a lot of times the energies kind of fuse together so as of 2021 i started recording for each quarter And then if there's any additional things that I need to add, any additional conversation, then I just come back and record another episode. So we, and I like to do these early. Now here's the key. I typically do these about a month before it's time. So quarter one for 2022 is going to drop course December 2021 quarter two 2022 is going to drop in March of 2021 so I typically try to do well it'll drop by March I may do it earlier but I typically do things in that way so I can just kind of tap in see what I see see what I see going on kind of close the time because sometimes if you do things too early you know free will and all things can change so I like to have everything as current as possible but I do things ahead of time because proactivity that's the whole point of using your gift of insight in this way is for proactivity (laughs) <laughs> Excuse me. To give you guys insight a little early so you can prepare yourself so you can actually use this knowledge to apply it. So thank you for tuning in today. We're going to get started with um, looking at quarter one. We're looking at January, February and March. January just to when we're gonna go through the alignments, but just to kind of sum up each month, January looks to me to be a month of awareness, finding balance between your rebellious nature <clears throat> and the need to live outside of the lines and a balance between instituting traditional structure February is a month of evolution we're gonna start moving through some of this sludge so we can get to that new elevated space and it's gonna be more requirements from the collective this is what this is all about is bringing together the collective and then March We're going to see the need to just let some things flow. It's like very application-based. Really want you to tap in and see the world around you and actually start working in the definition of compassion. We have all these ideas and concepts that are really unchanging, but mankind has kind of warped some of these definitions to, you know, be self-serving. It's like, oh, well, you know, this definition of love doesn't suit me. So we'll say that it's evolved, but love hasn't actually been evolved. It is this concept. It's this infinite concept. But what people have done is change the definition to suit them versus working in the truth. So we're going to, this first quarter really need to get back to the basics of things and, and really be honest with ourselves about concepts like empathy and compassion, truth, light, you know, why do we have aversions to these concepts that are very, very real? So starting with January, um, I typically, go through these more important alignments. So for any of you who are new to the podcast, welcome to those of you who have been rocking with me for a second, I thank you. What I typically do for my newbies is I go through the month and I talk about some of these planetary alignments And I break it down in a way that helps you to really understand how you can apply it. Because most people don't care that Mercury is in Aquarius. They're like, well, what the hell is that? So I just give you the broken down, elementary, digestible understanding Of what these planetary alignments do so you can take your notes and you can create the awareness and make sure that you navigate yourself. Based on the energy that's going to present itself because that energy is going to present itself in a supportive nature or it's going to present itself in maybe a chaotic nature. So you need to know which is which so you can do what you do. So. The other piece to this is I talk about, when when you see me on social media and everywhere else, I usually speak in terms of the moon cycles. I like to follow the moon cycles. We have been following with the traditional calendar that we have now. It's based on the sun. Typically, it was based on the moon. The romance languages like French and Italian and things like that, they typically um, those places typically follow the moon which is why their calendar started on Monday and not Sunday Um, and so we've made that switch and I think internally and just naturally it has affected the way that we navigate our lives and so a lot of what I do goes back to Navigating through the moon cycles, which I feel like to our bodies is more natural. And so we talk about the new moon and the full moon every month. The moon goes through several different cycles, but I like to be very specific about the new moon and the full moon, the checks and balances of all of that and how you can Use those two moon cycles to set your intentions and just take inventory every month, remove things, add things, and just keep up with stuff overall. Because with this calendar new year, we're going to be inundated in a second with vision boards and what are you going to do for your goals for this year? But that rush kind of falls off. By about February or so. Then you don't really hear people talking about goal setting in that way. Um, You don't hear them talking about vision boarding. But if you keep up with the moon cycles, you will constantly have space to improve, rest. It, It just, it keeps you understanding the flow of life. So you'll hear me talk about the new moon and the full moon and what those mean for the month don't feel like you have to have like this in-depth understanding oh my gosh i really understand the full moon in cancer no you don't have to understand what the energy of a full moon in cancer is at all don't feel like you have to get wrapped up in that what i prefer you do just on a very basic level is understand, oh, the new moon is coming. What can I do? Like, what is on my plate that is actually purely and genuinely an assignment for me? And then the full moon comes and it's like two weeks later, you just kind of check in and say, you know, two weeks ago I said that this was going to be on my agenda. Does this really matter? Is this still valid? Should I still be working on this? Give yourself that checks and balances so you don't just continuously get overwhelmed. Got it? So we're starting off January 2022. We start off with with Mercury, who is over our communication, um, the way that we think, the way that we learn, on January 2nd, Mercury goes into Aquarius, and we have the new moon in Capricorn during Capricorn season. So that Mercury in Aquarius is its a bit eccentric. Um, it's deep thinking, deep thought. We want to look at intellectually, look at the world around us intellectually. Usually this Mercury in Aquarius, although it likes a degree of intellect, it's not really paying attention to details. This is air energy, <coughs> excuse me. And so it's going to want to kind of float, tap into as much as it can tap into. Uh, we also may be looking at, you know, getting more attuned to fights for justice and how our increased perception should help us to be able to see things a little bit more well-rounded, especially where fights for justice and mankind and humanity are concerned. Um, During this Mercury and Aquarius transit, we want to really fine tune that perception. Look at things from different perspectives. See things outside of the ordinary the new moon comes that same day in Capricorn a moon in Capricorn itself can be kind of very it turns inward very introspective very rooted it also demands and asks for a sense of stability and security so with this new moon in capricorn i would ask you to reevaluate what gives you stability what gives you a sense of security is thinking you know as in terms of growth what you thought would give you stability let's say when you were in your 20s if you're in your 30s or 40s now like that definition can really change And if you're still working off the old definition, it's why you don't feel like you can gain your footing. So on the 14th, Mercury goes retrograde in Aquarius. We know we are not afraid of retrogrades. Retrogrades don't bring back Xs. Retrogrades are actually a time for a pause where we refresh, renew. The part about revisiting with, retrogrades has nothing to do with the next it has everything to do with revisiting your goals because as we move 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 a retrograde gives us a second to pause while things are in a holding pattern and typically uh, just scientifically when a planet is in retrograde to us from the earth's point of view it looks like that planet has taken a backwards trajectory. It hasn't it's just kind of suspended. It's it's um it's spin for all intents and purposes and so it looks like it's either moving slower or to us it looks like it's moving backwards. So think about if you've ever been skating or doing something like driving really fast or something like that when you stop you are aware that you stop but it feels like everything else keeps going. That's what a retrograde is. And so there's a pause while everything else might be moving around you where you need to take a time out and just revisit some things. So this Mercury retrograde in Aquarius that starts on uh, January 14th, we need to really be slow to judgment. Watch what we say, because remember, Mercury goes into Aquarius at the beginning of the month, and it's us having increased perception and really tapping intellectually into things. So when it goes into retrograde, you really wanna look at all that stuff that you've seen during that time and be aware of what you say, be aware of what you speak. Full moon in Cancer on the 17th, we want to be more attuned to attracting things through your intuition. Not just like, this is, this is where soul connections come in. We're not going to do this really surface stuff. Cancer moon is a, a home placement. It's ruled by water. We want increased empathy at this time. And really, really looking at how to support one another. On the 18th, Uranus goes direct in Taurus. Uranus is our rebellious nature. And um, it speaks to how we kind of live life outside of the box. And so I would ask with Uranus going direct in Taurus, where have you rebelled against tradition? That could be a good thing or that could be a not so good thing. It just kind of depends because sometimes, you know, there are some traditions that are overly rigid and things need to change. And then there are some times where people are just being contrary as hell, trying to Go against something that actually really works. But we haven't given it time to work because people are being contrary as hell. So with Uranus Indirect, we want to look at how we can be free from traditional rules that bind us or keep us stagnant, stagnant, but also free ourselves within reason. We want to have a structured approach, meaning that we want to have purpose in the things that we do, not just being out here, just being contrary because you can be. Sun moves into Aquarius on the 19th at 9.39 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you have a child born at 9.38 Eastern Standard Time, they are still a Capricorn. They're not a cusp. They're a Capricorn. The sun can only be in one sign at one time. That's why time is important. Sun in Aquarius There's dual rulership here. There's Saturn and then there's also Uranus. So the Saturn side of the sun in Aquarius gives us structure and concentration and focus on all the things that we need to do for mankind. The Uranus... Influence says that we got to have a bit of restlessness and we have to kind of buck the system a little bit in order for things to change. So with the sun moving into Aquarius for mankind and all this change that is going on in all this elevation, I would ask, how can we balance that Saturn influence and that Uranus influence in order to really help us sustain and truly be progressive as we move forward? Mars moves into Capricorn on the 24th. Mars is our active action energy. It's our inner warrior. And um, Mars and Capricorn is pretty powerful. It's telling us that we can't, we don't have time to stall or daydream. We want to make very realistic plans and set foundations that are solid and that makes sense. Moving with common sense, sense of grounding. On the 25th, Mercury goes retrograde into Capricorn. This is very deep thought. Creating these very concrete concepts. This is, I think, very important for upcoming philosophies. Because Mercury moving into Capricorn, it's asking you to actually listen to the experts. But we have to redefine who we have deemed as an expert see just because you have a hundred thousand followers you wrote some books you've been through some things that doesn't make you an expert and we talked about this on some of the other podcasts the part of elevation that needs to occur is that people have got to stop just commiserating in misery. its That's a very lateral thing. Yes, you meet somebody, you two have been through the same things before. It's like, boom, I don't feel so crazy or I don't feel so bad, but there's no elevation in that because the two of you have been through the same thing, but how do you get out? How do you move forward? There are actually people who study, people who get degreed, people who get certified, people who get licensed, people who are deemed and ordained as teachers they are taking on that assignment and in teaching there is elevation you should not continue to be in the same place all the time when it comes to things you should yes you've you've been through something you shouldn't continuously be triggered to like the tenth power every single time you encounter this thing that means you haven't done the work or that means you haven't done the work with the proper expert that's what that means you have to go to the right expert so I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people do relationship coaching versus relationship therapy coaches can't do therapy they can give you some great skills they can't therapeutically approach anything and so if your relationship is in a space where it needs therapy to unlock, unravel, to dig deep, you need to go to therapy. I would do coaching to maintain some of these, the things that you have acquired in therapy. More than anything, people are going to all the wrong experts because they don't want to be accountable and they really don't want to dig deep to actually evoke the change that's necessary. And it's unfortunate. So, this Mars and Capricorn, this Mercury and um, Capricorn retrograde, you're going to see that if you haven't been to the correct expert, a lot of your stuff is going to come unraveled. We wrap up the month. Venus goes direct in Capricorn on the 29th. There's really going to be this need to express feelings that came up over that retrograde. And we really need to be settled into the true definitions of loyalty, stability, and trust. Not the internet definitions that people have made up that they want to use that feel good. So they don't have to deep dive all the way into their transformation. February, we start out the month on the 1st with the new moon in Aquarius. It's asking you, where are your intolerances? How do you tap into your, how does not tapping into your emotions impede your deeper connections? Because Aquarius energy isn't especially emotional, but like I said, when people don't want, there, there are places in your life you really don't need to deep dive. And then there are places in your life where you do need to deep dive, so this new moon in Aquarius is saying, "You know it's okay to have those surface uh those surface relationships, those surface conversations, but can you deep dive when it's necessary? Mercury goes direct in Capricorn on February third. We want to be very precise and upfront with our communication." both with others and with the self. You want to make sure that you see your plans all the way through and uh, move through any stagnation. So if there are, there are things that you need to clear up, um, things that you've gained insight on, and you're like, yeah, I really need to speak to that. This is going to be when Mercury goes direct into Capricorn, it's going to be very supportive of that energy. Mercury is going to move back into Aquarius on February 14th. It's a great time to learn something new and very much focus on expanding the mind, sharpen your perceptions. It can be also very shallow energy that Mercury and Aquarius, like we talked about before, but it's a great place to really focus on you and your communication. Full moon in Leo comes up on the 16th. This is a time to... Really unapologetically praise yourself for your accomplishments. What you want is attainable. It's really up to you to go get it. So I saw this uh, post the other day. Well, it wasn't a post. I saw this. um, I was listening to a sermon the other day and it says, what did my faith, and I had to write this down. It says, what did your faith produce? In the last 12 months, in the last 12 months, you said you had faith. What's the outcome of that? What is your, What does your life look like in reference to that? This full moon in Leo is a great time to just reevaluate that. How far have you come? Of course, there are obstacles. Of course, there are pauses. Of course, there are detours. But overall, <clears throat> are you in a space where you are taking accountability and taking your power back to make the moves that you want to make. We round out the month with the sun in Pisces on the 18th at 1143 AM. So any child born at, let's say, 11 o'clock on February 18th, 11 AM Eastern Standard Time would still be an Aquarius. It's not a cusp they would be in Aquarius if they're born before eleven forty three am we move into Pisces season at eleven forty three am on the 18th it's a time where we may be you know over the next thirty days and as we move into March we might be a little bit more hypersensitive but remember going back there are philosophies that we are bringing together there's insight that is happening this introspection that's happening and occurring so you might be a little bit sensitive based on what you have perceived it's a great time for creativity but pisces energy also can be very passively indecisive so we want to focus on operating more intuitively instead of feeling like you have to make decisions that way operate with your intuition And let that guide and definitely tap into the universe's impulses more. Whenever we are in a water, the the energy of a water sign, it's great to make sure that we attune our intuition. So as we move into the end of first quarter. We move into March. March starts out the month on the 2nd with the new moon in Pisces. It's a time of being highly attuned to what's going on in your environment. This is how empathy is created. This is how we look and say, oh gosh, I could, like if I put myself in this person's shoes, how would I feel? What would I see? What would life be like? How can I help, right? But when we are being empathetic, what we are saying there is that we have feeling about what you're going through, but we can both we can be empathetic to someone else's suffering and still be very appreciative of our own space and our own lot in life if we are not in a space of suffering, but having empathy says that you know that there are going to be times when you suffer as well, and so this is how we increase. Compassion for our fellow mankind. This new moon in Pisces, I would also ask you what makes you feel insecure. We all have insecurities. You know, where do you feel least confident? Look at that and find complementary behavior. Make sure that you're not overcompensating and then calling it confident. We want to really, during this new moon in Pisces, it's a great time to initiate your spiritual search, your personal discovery. Um, There'll be more people who continue to awaken. It's a new wave of awakening. Mars moves into Aquarius and Venus moves into Aquarius on the 6th. Mars moves into Aquarius at 1.23 a.m. And Venus moves into Aquarius at 1.30 a.m. on the 6th. So that Mars, your action, energy, your inner warrior, your libido has to do with anything that has to do with movement. Mars and Aquarius, you want to make sure, that like what makes you unique? What makes you stand out from the crowd? A lot of times people, when they come to me for their natal chart, they have trouble accepting what their purpose is because they there's this weird space where people want to feel like, well, if my purpose isn't like rock star, huge Beyonce, then I'm just, it's not worth anything. That's really not true. A lot of us have these very grassroots background. I call it like the dashboard purpose because somebody has to help Beyonce attune her voice. She has an instrument. Beyonce, for instance, in this example, she has a very raw talent, this instrument, right? But somebody has to be her vocal coach, okay? Somebody has to teach her the music. And, like, you can be musically inclined, but there's always a teacher. Or there should always be a teacher in the background. The student, we should all... As much as our gifts are intense and and huge we should never live in ego to the point where we don't have a teacher. The student should always the student can be a teacher and the teacher should always be a student. So going back to this Mars and Aquarius, it's like how do you stand out from the crowd? You being you is necessary for the evolution of this planet and the universe, right? So stop closing yourself off as well in this Mars energy. If you feel like you can't move with freedom, sometimes we need to recognize that rules keep us safe. So there's rules to this game called life. Venus is in Aquarius the same day. What pleasures stimulate you? How can you live a little bit more liberally? in and really enjoy yourself it's it's weird because there are some people who just really can't enjoy themselves that's to me it's kind of like it's hard to to deal with like because you're so because people can be so rigid they don't give themselves permission to actually laugh or enjoy themselves and uh i would also look at during venus and aquarius what does your broad-mindedness hide because sometimes people are a little bit too liberal Which means that they don't have boundaries. You can't just be open to everything. You have to have some standards (laughs) at some point in time. Mercury on the 9th, Mercury moves into Pisces. This is art, mysticism, philosophy, being uh, these evolved ideas coming to light. And us really letting these ideas flow and create with no thought of consumption. I heard that earlier this year in 2021 is like create with no thought of consumption. And that was the most freedom that I needed. And it helped me to complete two books and do a whole lot more writing the end of the month, Mercury moves into Aquarius. I'm I'm sorry. Mercury moves into Aries on the 27th of March. And so, um, Oh, wait, I actually skipped the full moon in Virgo and the sun moving into Aries. We're going to pause and roll back. So the full moon in Virgo at 3.17 a.m. on the 18th. We want to look at tolerance versus compassion. A lot of times people aren't as compassionate as they think they are. They're just being very tolerant of things. During that full moon, I also want you to look at you know, I wrote this down. I said, why does a little chaos make you so uncomfortable? Why does people moving in a full sense of self and freedom? Why does that? Why does that make other people so uncomfortable? That may not be a question that you can answer. If you are the person that moves in freedom, you may not even care why it makes the other person uncomfortable, but we have to have this awareness that Sometimes our ability to, those of us who have the ability to move freely within a good sense of self, that makes other people very uncomfortable. And this is where they want to dim lights. They want to tame you. They want you to fit inside the square of who they can digest you to be. Not cool, but we have to understand that this happens so we know how to navigate it. So, the sun moves into Aries on March 20th at 11.33 a.m. A child born at 11 a.m. would be a Pisces still. This is the zodiac new year. So, we're always joking as Capricorns. It's like, oh, we start the year and we end the year. But that's the calendar year. The actual zodiac new year is in Aries, And, um, during that time, Aries season, we want to tap into our courage and our just natural enthusiasm and a sense of confidence and just start to feel renewed and refreshed. It's an, it's a new year. We, we, the, the, our planetary cycles constantly give us do, it constantly gives us do overs. And then we wrap out, uh, wrap up. The month on the 27th with Mercury and Aries. So Mercury and Aries can see us speaking quickly with no forethought. So just kind of talking out your ass, saying the thing that could be good or that could be not so great. Sometimes we need to have that one person who will say what everybody else is thinking so we can kind of break, you know, break the mold. This is also a person you know, your mind may be moving more rapidly. And not even just personally, this is the whole collective, just kind of going from interest to interest. You want to make sure that at some point your ideas pay off and that you bring those ideas to life a little bit more full circle. So this first quarter, we're really going to get lessons in compassion and empathy and truth and really get a point of reference where it's time to just kind of slow down for a second and really look at life around you and really pay attention to your fellow mankind because that's how we evolve is by you know understanding my mom used to tell me all the time she said you don't come into this world to to live it live in it alone you don't do anything by yourself You're doing it with God. You're doing it with your spiritual team. But when you come into this world, there are other people who come in with you. And she was really explaining to me the concept of your your soul mates, your soul's mates and your tribe. She said that there are people who actually care for you when you give them a chance. And so you can't navigate this life thinking, oh, it's just me. I'm doing this all by myself. That's not how this works. And so we're going to get a greater understanding of the collective and how things work and how things should work. We're also going to really see the areas that aren't really working and that need and require deep, deep change. And uh, that part is necessary as we move forward and prepare for the age of Aquarius. But this first quarter, it's also just really about finding this balance. You know, people are just doing a lot of what they feel like doing. It's kind of a weird time because it's like, yeah, you can do what you want to do. But should you? Is this really where we're supposed to be? Is this really what we're supposed to be doing? So having that freedom doesn't mean that you should. And I think I'm, I'm, I've am referenced that a lot. It's like you can, but should you? This is also going to bring up a lot of conversation on integrity. You know, for us coming up. And really help people to identify their tribe based on answering some of those questions that I posed during this podcast episode. So come back. Listen to this episode often. Take some more notes. Definitely uh, one thing that I suggest, I always get a planner. I've been doing this for the past couple years and it helps. I get a year planner and under every month I write down, you know, what my Oracle card is for the month and I write down a lot of what... The energy of that month is so I can keep myself reminded. So when things feel a little topsy turvy, I'm like, oh, boom, that's this alignment here. Let me not let that, you know, infiltrate and fully affect me. And then, oh, boom, this is this alignment over here. Let me hop on that energy and use that because it's a support that's created to help move me forward. So that's kind of how I'd like you guys to use this information. If you have another way that you're using it and it's great, by all means, keep it. And actually email me and let me know how you are using this information proactively moving forward. Definitely chat with me on Facebook and on Instagram. On Instagram, it's love and fairy F-A-E-R-Y, magic. I'm on Twitter, just a little bit more. Love Fairy Magic. I try to be on there a bit more i'm getting the hang of it and um as always feel free to email me 3l love light lucid at gmail.com thanks for tuning in to this episode of coconut oil stardust and dope vibes i am your resident fairy godmother tamara angela and thanks for coming to hang out with me